Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Ah, yes, it's a Saturday. Don't we love that? There's a few people up and about. One bloke has just finished his amazing stint with the Commonwealth Games. The other bloke, well, he's blue and gold's got the job done last night. Crunch time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to tow. You can call 1300-01-1170. As you know, Alex Asil puts in hours and hours and hours to get this run down, and we don't pay any of attention to it. (laughs) You text in, you call in, we get distracted, we go with you. Tweet us at 1170SEN is a way to do that. We welcome our listeners across the SEN network. I feel like I'm in a rugby league shed here. There's tape. What the hell is tape? What? Rugby league tape doing in here. It's all over my feet. But anyway, we welcome our listeners across the SEN network, including 1170 SEN in Sydney, 693 SENQ in Queensland, and 1620 AM SEN on the Gold Coast, as well as those listening via the SEN app. And through the podcast, belatedly, we welcome you. Adrian Prasenko. He is the City Morning Herald Chief Rugby League Reporter, two-time Walkley Award winner, seven days from doing a job on himself, six days from having a major hangover, I would have thought. Right. Adrian Braseka, how are you? Very well. I wasn't very well on Sunday morning. I was uh, walking to the scrum very slowly. Oh. I wasn't in a rush. Wait, what pack. happened? I missed this. No, so on Saturday night, we celebrated my wife's birthday. Yeah. Mm. And to do so, we had a wine consultant come in. Oh, and the yeah, whole yeah, idea that's was... Right. That we'd be, you know, taste, we'd be going around the world. He'd take us on a journey. So we were going to Sip Argentina. Yeah. Oh, there was no spittoon. <laughs> there, was no, there was no spitting. <laughs> Just so guzzling. Us, you, know, you know, we'd go to bit, a bit of uh, Argentinian Melbourne. Yeah, that's and then we'd so go cool. to Italy and yeah, France yeah. or whatever wow. else. Love that. Which is fantastic. And mm. late in the night, it was um, the last thing I remember was, uh, you know, having cigars at about 3 a.m. Oh. Big, dirty, stogie, uh, oh, yeah. Rocky Patel, which. Yeah. So you went around the world tour with wine and ended yeah. up in Cuba at the end of the night. <laughs> That's right. Well, he had the wine consultant April on the sun. Saturday. Yeah. Yes. And you needed a life consultant oh. on the Sunday. The worst thing was I had to get my son to uh, soccer early the oh, next yucky. day as oh, well. Yuck. He got he got room 5-1. Oh. And it was, a, it was a long day having to clean up sort of after that. Why so. is a wine hangover different? They they hurt me, yeah, wine hangovers. 100%. There's something in the grapes. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing is... So this is a trap. And by the way, Red James wine. Magnuson, good afternoon to you. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've ascertained that. I was only thinking this week, whenever the following day, 24 hours becomes about 37, yeah. which means a major hangover and the clock for some reason starts to go real slow. Yeah. Wine. Yeah. And I think because you start on the beers yeah. and you maintain the same pace with the wine. That's what yeah. I reckon it is. There's something in a grape that flicks me as well and makes oh, me silly. Yep. I get silly drunk yep. on wine. Yep. Um, my, my missus gets very annoyed with me because I start, you know, being a bit uh, rough with other guys, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> wrestling and jumping around and being loud. So yep. wine. 
and the preservatives in it as well and yep. all that sort of stuff. And especially because you don't just do one wine, like you go through the whole spectrum as well. So you start oh, yeah. with the whites and then you've, then you've oh, so the you're rose, mixing then you get the rosés and then, and then you get the, oh, you know, I can you, feel you the headache. Cab Sav, Merlot, the whole thing. And oh, Rashi, was that it. a surprise party? No, no, it was. It had been planned. It's a pretty for a good while. present, though. That's a good present. Yeah. So it was like it was. As I said, it, it started off very sophisticated. The wine and cheese and all that. And by the end of it, we're all tipped beyond the horizontal. Turned so. rugby league drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's always the bell curve, right? So yeah, yeah. there's a majority of the party might have left around midnight. But yeah, that's a, about right. And yeah. there's about one and or two was, stick right there on. There were about three strugglers that were having yeah. Rocky Patels yeah. and, and just, you know, cursing me the next day. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. Gee, we've all been there that next day. Well, you haven't yet got children, Miss Ol, but oh. no. Gee, when you've got commitments with children the day after a big night out, it is just acupuncture to the eyeballs. No good. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, how hard is it, Adrian? It's it's just another alarm clock, isn't yeah. it? Because they've got things that you've got to take uh, them to, either to school or to yeah. sport. Or oh, it's just. And if they're bringing the energy, oh, and you're not. Oh, so oh. you fast forward like three a.m. when he's having the the Cuban cigar, and life <laughs> like, <laughs> life is just you're on top of the oh, world. Yeah. You've got all the answers in life. Yeah. yeah. And then that alarm goes off. And the head noise just comes gushing in, doesn't it? It was, yeah. it was a bit like it was. It was like a, the missile. Like I, I saw that uh, photo of him inverted, shirtless. That was us at about three. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you what, that's uh, the best. That's the <laughs> ideal time to, to drop a positive rat test. I reckon to say I'm out of action. How are you, uh, Maestro? Um, I don't know what day it is, yeah. Joel. It's yeah. been just nonstop. You just get your head down in these games, and it's funnier for this one because no one else has their head down mm. for these games. It's sort of like this fun thing that maybe you flick on for an hour whereas yeah. I'm taking it intensely and writing notes and figuring yeah. out who's playing each other in the lawn bowls yeah. um, which has been a, a highlight of the week. Yeah. We've we've ended up last night, Joel, so swimming's over. Yes. I'm, I'm the Kong Games expert yes. and s- swimming's over. So out of my comfort zone and last night the athletics finished quite early so we're into badminton, uh, what else? Beach volleyball Beach in a car park in Birmingham. Oh. Um, we're getting into some weird areas. Yeah. So it pretty much turned into four hours of village and after-party stories <laughs> on air <laughs> <laughs> with me. And, and Alex gets all the uncut versions uh, So where did you guys well. finish up? We finished up at 11. Last um, night? Yeah, mm. yeah. And then I was I was sort of home in bed by 12-ish, mm. up at 5 a.m. to open mm. open the gym today. Oh, was, was today the, oh, today yeah, was the opening public day. opening. Yeah, so I've come from the, the Congratulations. gym Congratulations. Yeah. How'd it, it go? Good fun. Yeah, really good fun. Yeah. Good vibes, good people. Um, had a lot of fun. So Well done, mate. Thank you. Well done. Uh, the entrepreneur over here. Mm. Uh, so there you go. Plenty to talk about. We have a stack to talk about. But as we like to do, you lead the charge. 0457 736 736. Cameron Munster was awesome yesterday. Uh, Parramatta, they bounced back. It was very, very pleasing for Jacob Arthur, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that game was there to be won. Mm. Um, and you would have thought that... Without Mitchell Moses, you know, up against DCE, especially when they had a lead early in the second half, I just felt Manly would get it, uh, go on with it. But, you know, when they brought the the props back, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Polo, I was, I was screaming at the TV tight because they gave him a big rest, Junior. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what are we waiting for until <laughs> we're like 30 behind? Like, But as soon as they came on, they started to dominate, uh, made metres up the middle and... You know, they were just too good. Miss, I'm going to make a grand statement here. Mm. I believe that 
the game is as well placed as ever to have a team outside the four win the call. Oh, yeah. As ever. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you're going to have... You're going to have teams like the Roosters charging if they don't make the four. Yeah. Parramatta, who's got two scalps over Penrith. South with Luttrell Luttrell. sprouting wings. Maybe a Canberra sneak in. Uh, I just got a feeling that there's a big chance this year that we could see an outside top four team go very close. Well, it seems like at the exact same time as some of those sides in the bottom half of the top eight have caught, caught light, some of the teams in that top four have kind of fallen out of form. So at the same time as Melbourne has dropped off a bit, uh, Penrith have lost their halves. Cowboys haven't looked great the last couple of weeks, and now Broncos have dropped out of that four. The same time as that's happened, the Roosters have caught a light, yeah. Souths have caught a light, and Parra have had a couple of massive wins. So it's exciting. As, as a fan who's not going to have a team in the top eight, <laughs> yeah. it's exciting now to watch because I'm not – I'm not certain that Penrith will win. There was a real inevitability last year about what was going to happen. Yeah, big there? time. Yeah, like, like and, it, and it killed interest off very yep. early. And there were a lot of dead games too. Like the the eight was pretty cut and dried, except for for that sort of last spot till till quite late in in the piece. So, yeah, it's good good times to be a, a rugby league fan. And the shape of the ladder, you're not going to have dead wood. There's not going to no. be if if somebody turns into cannon fodder, they're not going to make it. Yeah. There's going to be a yeah. team on a run like a Canberra who who would have gone in with eight straight wins or something. There's not going to be a cannon fodder team, I don't believe, in this competition for the finals. The Roosters are looking really good, aren't they? Yeah. Like it, it just feels like – I always thought that they, they timed their run really well and it's happened a little bit later than probably everyone expected, but they're just – they're starting to get it all together. I wouldn't be surprised if Roosters were in the grand final at all. Well, that just was... the last couple of weeks, it started to click. That's the first time I've seen uh, – Kiri, Walker, and Radley play well together. Mm. Lindsay Collins to come back. Yeah, they've always looked awkward, but the other day it just started clicking and done, done, done. And the Whisperer is back. Oh, the Whisperer. Whisperer. Do you reckon he's been there all along and he just doesn't like the media when they're losing? So he just pops up. I've never seen him say, (laughs) you know, we're in a slump and the Whisperer is going to get them out. No. No. We've won three games on the trot. Now the Whisperer has appeared. Uh, A few weeks ago, he was spotted in the coach's box and um, it was no, no coincidence. He was just in town. There's nothing to it. And all of a sudden, they started on their winning run. Whose ears the Whisperer in? Who wrote the story about the Whisperer? Oh, that's a very good point. He's in someone's yeah, ear. Yeah, 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 he yeah, is. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I've I've done a few stories with the Whisperer. Yeah, what's he like? Oh, like it, really out there, but yeah. in a good way. Like just yeah, looks yeah. at things totally differently, and you sort of think, oh, it must be there's there's something in it or whatever else. But every, almost every team that he's been with has had success at some stage. Yeah, yeah. And some of the things that he he does are, are well out of the box. So well I've I've box. got my own Whisperer. Adrian. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, we've, right. had him, we've had him on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? He stays a lot more low-key than that whisperer. Yeah. But it's John Novak, so he's at the oh, Seagulls now. And he's, he's followed Des around, and wherever Des has gone, yep. you know, he gets the, the plaudits for the success. But John's been there with him, and I've been speaking with John in this past week, and he's had probably the busiest time of his career because he's trying to mend a change room yeah. at the moment. Yeah, that's right. So he's, with his job as the head of mindset and, you know, team morale, basically, he's been the busiest man in Sydney. He's he's terrific. And, he, you know, his, his whole concept is the boomerang effect yeah. as well. And Put I've, out I've positivity, get it back. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it's, 
I'm really fascinated by these sort of Svengali figures that are in the game. The whisperers and gurus. Another one is, um, you know, Joe Wiebe. So he's actually, it's interesting because he has sort of aligned himself with the management group as well. So Mm. a lot of players have started to come on board, like Uh, the Tedesco's and Daily Cherry Evans. Yeah. But he's another one that, um, you know, has got this effect on guys. Yeah. John was good, wasn't he? Yeah. So I was going to say, John came on and I'm probably more John and each to their own. And this is what makes this world so beautiful. So many different views. Bradley Stubbs clearly has what he does for some people clearly works. And the evidence is there. I don't one bit buy into it personally. If I was a player, I don't personally buy into it. And I thought to myself, having sort of uh, known Trent Robinson when he was a bit younger and how sharp he is, I don't even know if he would buy into it. But that's how smart Trent Robinson is. It's not actually about whether he buys into it or he doesn't. The players. Yes. So if he believes that the playing group buys into it, and I actually think that's – see, this is where he's probably such a genius is – because I don't believe in it, I probably wouldn't expose it to my group. Yeah. He, he, and I'm not saying he doesn't believe in it, but my guess is he may not. But he goes, okay, it doesn't matter if I believe in it. Yep. If my team yeah. believe in it, we're game on. It's all you need. It's all you need. Yeah. Because I remember speaking to John Novak and I said, what was it like? So you've you've got gone up and approached Des. And th- this is a really interesting guy. Like He was literally on aerobics Oz style yeah. in the uh, 90s. Yeah, yeah. So fought wearing, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, and he fought Dolph Lundgren and beat him at, at mixed martial arts. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's actually, a wild story. It's, it's an unbelievable yeah. guy. And I said, so you go up to Des Hasler and you introduce yourself and you, like Des doesn't suffer fools, right? Like yeah. he's, you've got to mm. come and, and, you know, impress him straight away. And I said, what, what was the, what was your first sentence? What did you say to him? And he's rocked up and he said, what we have in common, Des, is that every athlete we've worked with needs an intense application to detail. Wow. And Des said, you're my man. And he was already talking Des's language and, yeah. He, yeah. and he'd obviously done his research and knew who we, you know, what Des was all about. I, so. I wouldn't be surprised. He, he didn't say this to me. So he, he writes most of Des's speeches, half-time, yep. full-time, positive result, negative result. He's the guy that writes Des's speeches to keep the players in the right frame of mind. When yep. Des came out and did that press oh. conference the other day, I was watching it and I was going, I wouldn't be surprised here. There's a Fingerprints bit of, all over yeah, it? Yeah, I in- think so. Incorrect. Yep. So the guy who actually wrote that speech really? is Dirk Milton. So he's the right. former Sydney FC chief executive uh, he was well, Todd Greenberg's right-hand man uh, yeah. when he was at the Bulldogs. So Dirk's a really interesting guy. He's worked with the New South Wales Rugby League ag- again, um, s- suffers from, you know, has autism, really great thinker, has done a PhD. And Des has done a couple of big speeches. And one of them was around Adam Fanua Blake when he, you know, said that, mm. you know, called someone yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the R word. And, and Des came out and he, he gave a really interesting in-depth speech. Yeah. So Dirk Milton wrote that. And as soon wow. as as soon as soon Des started speaking about the, the latest issue, about the Manly 7 and the prior jersey, within about 20 seconds, I turned to someone and said, Dirk Milton has written this. Yeah, wow. And, tried, and he actually, he wrote every part of that speech except the reference to himself because he talked about, you know, someone who's yes. a, a friend of mine who's got autism and, and you know, um, talking about his neurodiversity. Wow. Yes. And and I rang Dirk and I said, mate, that was you, wasn't it? He said, yeah, it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so Isn't I didn't, that smart from Des? Smart to, from him. To, yeah, mm. yeah, smart from Adrian, 100%. Yep. But smart from Des yep. to kind of have the foresight that, I need help on this. Yep. Not many coaches would do that. 
not many at all. They'd be too proud. Yep. Uh, they'd think they could handle that situation themselves. And De- I thought Des came out of that looking pretty damn good. That, yeah. That's where I like, I can come up with some great ideas around the game and all those sorts of things, as a lot of people can. But I don't have that ability like a Des or a Robbo to let go. You know, I'd have to almost micromanage the whole thing. I reckon, yeah. you know, being able to just go, no, that's not my forte and you do this and, and Wayne seems to do that good and Craig seems to do that good and I think people in business full stop who are, you've got to let go and just trust yeah. in other people, don't you? The, the, yeah. the best managers are the ones who aren't afraid to have really smart men around them yep. and mm. men and women. Like they want, they're not um, intimidated by them. They're nah. not going to like white at me for the job. Like the more resources that you have that are you know, capable, the better the result for everyone. They make everyone look better. Yep. Who Who is uh, Dez's assistant coach? Is it, Has there been a one consistent person? The, in the, uh, there's a guy who's really highly rated there called Stephen Hales. Yep. So for a lot of years, he looked after Blacktown. Yeah. And a lot of the young guys that have come through have come through under him. Yeah. A school teacher at one of the sports highs, wasn't Westfield, he? Westfields, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So... There are, the feeling is with, with some, and, and Bozo was a big supporter of, of Halsey's and basically said, like, when Des is ready to move on, whenever that will be, this is the guy that you want. Yeah. Just Which, watching the other night, uh, Manly, do you have any mail on Josh Schuster? Well, I think that's that that's... become a bit of a strange... Well, well, well Joey, Joey spoke about it. He's always been very glowing in his praise in terms of his ability and talent. But, you know, just recently he said, like, he's got to get fitter. Like, like yeah. and that's that's obviously the one thing that's holding him back. Yeah. Um, because he's got all the skills. The feeling is that when Kieran Foran leaves, he's going to play alongside Daly Cherry Evans in the halves. But uh, you know, that's that's a pretty but harsh he'd have wake to up call. shed if, what ten kilos to play in the halves plus. Yeah, but even look, to, be, to be honest, I, I've rugby league can fall in love with a player really quickly, and I'm happy to say. And it's not potting Schuster. I've never been on the Schuster bandwagon. Okay. I just, I, I just, I haven't yet seen it to be honest. Yeah, you know, like yeah, you can do a flick pass and you know, a no looker. Oh man, they they fell in love with Lomax for the same thing. Yeah, you, you got to keep turning up. And and the thing that I question is, is those players which maybe he has been in this situation, they've dominated the juniors their whole life. They've yeah. never really. The you, maybe you see it with Fafita. You've never had to really rip in for 80 minutes yeah. a game. And, you know, it takes a long time to develop these principles. And I just wonder whether sometimes it is who you are. Like, are we ever going to see Fafita playing big minutes and, and chasing after every one percenter? And are we, we going to do the same with Schuster? I'm not personally certain of that. So you think it's a big gamble letting Foran go? Uh, no, no, not a big gamble letting him go. But I'm not locking him in with a... Yeah, there's the another young pen. half at Manly, isn't there? He, he's he's the main. He's, he's the, the main. main. Guy. Yeah, mm. I, I think he can be anything, but it's obviously you know how he turns up and what sort of a preseason he has next next year. But yeah, I, I think he's got all the skills. He's he's shown, he's you know glimpses of his talent. Like he has dominated junior grades, and there are a lot of clubs that wanted to to get him when he was on the market. I've always thought as an athlete, and you know it's it's different in rugby league for different positions, but. Your uh, your physical um, the the shape you're in that, that you present yourself in is a big reflection on your attitude towards your sport, in my opinion. Yeah. If you're training like Schuster would be training what twenty hours a week. Yeah. 
you've, you've, you're, we're in round 22. He's been training 20 hours a week now. I know he had an injury preseason, but if you can't get in shape training that much, mm. having that many support staff around you, diet, all this, all everything. I think it shows a lack of commitment to what you're doing. Totally agree. And, and, and we've seen with, uh, and Bryce Cartwright's trying to do his best at Parramatta. But he's another one who, who starred through the juniors for feeder, Schuster. And it's not a shot on them, and it's not their fault that they were so good as kids. Owen Craigie, you know, like mm. Royston Lightning was one of the greatest kids ever to come through, you know, but sadly we didn't see the very best of him. Sometimes being so, so gifted and so dominant as a kid, I think it actually comes back to, to haunt you a little bit as you get older. Where, whereas in your sport, James, mm. there's no hiding. It, there's no uh, discretionary comments as far as, the time's a time. Yeah, it's very objective. And if your time starts to regress, you quickly know that, okay, there's yeah. no one picking teams here who I need to endear. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's just it's what it is. What it is. Yeah. yeah. You would think too that if there's a system that Schuster's going to be successful in, it would be Manly. You've got Des Hasler, you've got Donnie Singe, you've yeah. got um, John Novak and yeah. all the resources that we've just talked about. Yeah. So you would think that, like they wouldn't, they would fog him into shape, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah, I know John's been working with him a lot. Um, it's definitely a work in progress, though. I think attitude is a big thing there. Well, clearly Des is showing that, the fact that he's not... Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not a pile-on for, for Schuster. I just think typically with those kids who are so dominant. Yeah. Uh, I went and watched the under-12s state uh, trials, and there was a young kid who was the best kid there, and he was bigger than everyone else. Mm. But he was, you could see the kid was a worker, you know, yeah. like he, he yeah. yes, he had the advantage in the, in the physical attributes, yeah. but he was still that 1% worker. Yeah. So that's going to stay with that kid probably forever. And, and I, I won't say his name to put the pressure on him, but I've got absolutely no doubt we end up It'll seeing this kid. Uh, oh, yeah. No doubt. That's no. been the impressive thing I think about Suwali, particularly this past mm. couple of months is he does the tough stuff, which to look at him, you'd think, ah, maybe he's, you know, a bit of a pretty boy and we'll you know, shirk some of that tougher workload. But he does the toughest carries. He puts the solidest hits on the biggest players. He's everything that, that Roosters could want him to be. Heaps of texts coming through, boys. Um, this one from uh, Joel Schuster is another Fletty Mateo. Uh, needs a good team around him to cover his mistakes. John from the entrance. Well, Fletty was a, a young gun coming through. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, they can at their very best um, – these type of gifted kids who come through, uh, they can certainly fall, hit their straps, as Felipe Mateo did. The, the other one, um, Sugar, they reckon that – so a lot of those guys went to Westfield Sports High, so Jared Hayne, Felipe Mateo, I think was there. Um, they reckon the best out of all of them was Krishnan Inu. Really? Like that he oh, would yeah, just, I've heard that. He would, yeah. just, he would rock up, say it was a school athletics carnival day, he literally didn't have the proper shoes on or whatever else, and one of the teachers would egg him on and go, mate, just have a go. And he'd do it just – put someone else's shoes on and like win the high jump by yeah. you know, 10 centimetres. And, yeah. and like physically, in terms of skill, all of the, the whole package talent, he was he was better than Hayne or anyone. Wow. And, th- and that's the story. That That's what comes through. And that's what I say with my kids, um, not just my kids, but kids I coach, et cetera, that making rep teams doesn't make or break you, whether you miss or even if you get yeah. picked in these teams. We had a big thing in swimming was the early developer because it's pure physicality. Yeah. Yeah. So the early developer kicks on really well. So I remember coming down to Sydney for my first nationals. I think I was 14 and uh, swam the heat and uh, made it into the final. One of these guys in the heat, he's got all this stubble on his face and he's got a hairy chest. Yeah. 
And I go back and say to mum and dad, this bloke I was just racing had a hairy chest. Then he comes back for the final that night, shaved down, no chest hair, no face hair, smashes everyone. Absolutely dominates. And, of course, you know, he's the next Thorpey or whatever. Never never saw him after sort of 16, 17 because as everyone became the same size, his work ethic didn't match those smaller guys that have been plugging away trying to keep up with him. That's right. And when everyone evened up in size – he was no longer anywhere to be seen. And that's why Swale is so impressive because physically he developed so much young, uh, earlier than all of the other kids. Yep. Um, so it's, it was men, men versus boys stuff, like playing, yep. you know, GPS rugby. But he has continued on. And as you said, all of the what he does defensively, off the ball, loves the tough carry. Yeah. So he's, he's maximising all of his talent. I've shared this story many, many times where – playing at Port Macquarie Sharks, yep. we would play the Tari Red Rovers and they had yep. three star kids, you know, really, really good players <laughs> and early developers, right? So yep. that they would beat us in the grand final typically. And there was another kid, I remember Barry Sprague, who was the coach of our team, but also coach of, and I vividly remember where I was at the time, he was picking the um, the group three team. Yeah, okay. And, and we weren't a strong team. I played with Clint Sprague. I wonder if it was... Probably. Yeah, yeah probably probably a relative, but yeah. uh, Barry Sprague. Yeah. And he's picking the rep team, and I'm the halfback and captain, right? Yeah. And he said, oh, I've got one more spot. Who do we go? And I said, I reckon the young sort of centre at Taree is worth putting in, you know. So he puts him on the bench, and this is under 16s, right? Yeah. And so this kid, therefore, I've mentioned the top three for Tari Red Rovers. He's, He's not, not in the not top in three. Yeah. Danny Badiris couldn't even be in the top. Well, well, when I say couldn't be, perceptionally for all of us anyway, yeah, yeah. there were three other kids that we were petrified of, no mention of Danny Badiris. Yeah, yeah. Sneaks into our group three team at under-16s yeah. and ends up having a better career than well, one of the great careers in yeah. New South Wales and Australia. Yeah. You wow. know, so it's just, Is he a small kid? Yeah. Skinny? Like, yeah, just just... Average, a little yeah. bit low, but average yeah. perhaps. Uh, plenty of text messages coming through. We'll get to those as well. Um, well, uh, this one, Daz says, uh, does Bradman Best fall in the same category? Well, p- potentially. That, that's potentially uh, definitely uh, uh, something you need to keep an eye on uh, for those players who have made it on sheer uh, athleticism and not necessarily having to work hard all the time. Yes, that can absolutely be a, uh, a concern there. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Caitlin Ponga would have been one of those guys who's just, yeah, you hate, he's good at everything. Yep. Like a golf, AFL, yeah. you know, swimming, yep. running, athletics, rugby, could have done absolutely anything. Like, he's obviously kicked on and, and made the most of all of that incredible talent. But you also see kids like that. Just because you dominate doesn't mean you're not going to make it. There are, are some kids, there's a kid I'm seeing coming through at the moment, I, I won't embarrass, he's, he, he for me is an absolute certain first grader. He's such a competitor. He's clearly the best player, yeah. but he's such a competitor. Yeah. You know, like he's got to be in every play. And I reckon Kayla might have been one of those kids too. Yeah. Absolute star, but absolute competitor. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. This is Saturday crunch time. Uh, crunch time back tomorrow as well. So to the team at Hello Sport from midday, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to tow. Round 21 is West Tigers Women in League round and they celebrate James Tamo's 300th game when they take on the Newcastle Knights at Campbelltown Sports Stadium. Be part of the action as the West Tigers acknowledge their women in league in the final game at Campbelltown for 2022. Get along to congratulate Jimmy Tamo having achieved 300 games in the NRL Sunday, August, which is tomorrow. Kickoff is 4pm, so don't miss out. Nothing beats being there. Get your tickets at ticketech.com.au. 
Yeah, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu MUX uh, is born to Tony. Now, the missile didn't see last night's game because uh, full-born with the Commonwealth <laughs> game commitments, but you watched a Dylan Brown just slide through. and went, wow, that must have been a good game. Eagles uh, beaten and probably their season over. The Eels 36, Seagulls 20. Uh, tell you what, Adrian, was it a dominant first 20 for Parramatta, yep. dominant second 20 of the first half for Manly, and you thought... Okay, well, Manly going to win this, but then it just all fell apart. It was a strange game in the way it ebbed and flowed, didn't it? Like they, one team would have momentum and then give it up, and there are a couple of constants there. I thought um, Sean Lane was outstanding, wasn't he? Like just oh. you know, so so rangy, and he's got that. We talked about Dylan Brown. He's got a wonderful understanding with Dylan, both defensively and with the ball. Um, they work beautifully in tandem together. Um, and the, the Parramatta props were the, the difference ultimately. When they came back for their final stint, you know, Reg it finished up with uh, 170 metres, um, Paulo 124, and pretty much all of the Parramatta forwards ran for 100 metres or more. Would Mal have the same theory around Campbell Gillard and Panthers players? The Australian squad, do you think? Oh, no, I think he's. I think he's even gone on record as saying he's he's someone that I would consider, despite Has the he? fact. Okay, that's um, good. Yeah, you know, he didn't really get much of a look in. I mean, that. Jacob Saifidi still can't make the starting side at, yeah. at Newcastle. Yeah, but was picked over Campbell Gillard, who, in my opinion, is one of our premier props. Yeah, and and he they work so well in tandem together. That one-two punch with Junior Barlow. So a bit surprising that um, they didn't get. <laughs> more of, that Rich didn't get more of a run. Well, Regan Campbell Gillard, he's the best front rower in his family. Jacob's not. <laughs> Is he? Um, Des says we've got to win the next four from four to make the finals. Can they do that? Okay, that's the question. Can they do it? Who have we got? No. The answer is the answer is they can. I don't think they will, but they could. So they've got the Titans away, winnable. I'll, I'll leave the t- round twenty three one for okay. last. Okay. <laughs> they've got the the Raiders away. Yeah. Tough, but winnable. They've got the Bulldogs away. Oh, yeah, that, that'll bring them undone. <laughs> no, yeah, look, they're a chance there. Okay, okay. round 23 yes. at home. It'll be a sellout, Sharks. Sharkies. Ooh. And that you would think that would be a Saturday night as well, I think. Is that, it's a Saturday 5.30 game. If they win That's... those four, they will be coming into the finals red hot. And uh, with somebody maybe up their sleeve too, if they were to do that. I yeah. That's, uh, if, is that if, definite? If, you, if you're referring to their their fullback who's been uh, warming the po- the four pines for a yeah. while, um, <laughs> look, I think that's that's a snowflake's chance. Is it? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Will he be in the World Cup again? That's that's a it's an interesting question because Mao's going to have to make a similar decision on Kalen Ponga. So my mail uh-huh. is, gonna, and I so Kalen Ponga's um, seen a, a, a neuro psych or whatever who's done all mm. of the the work on him. A guy called um, Professor Chris Levi. Yeah. And I spoke to him yesterday um, and said, well, you know, what's, what's the lay of the land? And he said, I don't want to go into specifics with Kalen, but someone who's had as many head knocks as him, generally it's six to eight weeks. So that would basically rule him out for the season. And I said, well, what about beyond that? I mean, you've got an extra bit of recovery time. He said, well, anything over and above that is considered a fairly conservative recovery time. Right. So there's no reason if he doesn't have any post-concussive symptoms that he couldn't be... Um, you know, chosen by Mal. So obviously, match fitness will be an issue. Mm. But I mean, he's a pretty special talent, and and a lot of a lot of the guys, particularly in the outside backs, are, are thinking about you know Pacific, Pacific uh, Islander representation. Yeah. So whether it be for you know Cook Island, Samoa, Tonga, he'd be a depth pick at, at least. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, would you pick him? If if, if uh, being selfish as an Australian fan, yes. But if if I was Kalen and if I was the Knights, I wouldn't be playing. There's too much at risk. Way too much. It's a long life. Uh, yeah. And, and rugby league, honestly. Um, you, you know what happened, right? This is the very first time it dawned on me. So I'd grow up and every barbecue I went, the very first question, you may have got this for swimming, my family, uncles and aunties, they'd say, oh, how's the footy going? How's the footy going? That, that's pretty much yeah. the only thing I got asked. Yeah, yeah, so you were defined by this game and then you played, you know, ultimately played first grade. And and I got on a plane to um, to London and I just signed to go over there and play over in England. And it was the very first time I looked around on the plane and I thought, I've lived my whole life thinking the whole world gives a rats about rugby league. <laughs> and I got on this plane and I thought, no, they, they actually don't. Yeah. There, there's so much outside of – but we get caught – and players playing now, you get caught in this bubble, you know, and uh, it's an easy trap to fall in. We're, Just, we're yeah, all guilty sorry. of it, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, yeah. even like I get beat on a story and it's like it's the end of the world and it's like, yeah. you know what, I'm not curing cancer. No. Like, you know, the this, life will go on. This is a really pertinent example and, and – uh, it's just happened at the Commonwealth Games. So Kyle Chalmers had the the, the coverage around the, the love triangle and all oh, that, yeah. and he, str- he really struggled with it. And I spoke to him during the week and kind of said, mate, I, I know it probably feels like a huge story for you right now because you're in the eye of the storm, but back here, it's not that big of a deal. And certainly no one's talking about you that negatively. It's just people are making an observation, and that's kind of it. It's not this huge scandal that you might think it is. But at the time when he's in that, he thinks the world's closing yes. in on him and it's the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. When really there's, you know, a couple of journalists writing a few bits and pieces, but outside of that and outside of Australia, nobody's thinking about that's it. Right. That's, that's it's right. It's so strange though because it, it becomes your world and it, it engulfs you. Is it sort of hard to, when you're in the eye of the storm, in that you sort of want to be the man as well? Like you want people talking yeah. about you. Yeah. But then when they're not, you sort of upset. It's sort of you yeah. want it both oh, ways. Oh, it's hard. And and the other thing about being in the eye of that storm is when you're in a, a village, a Com Games village or an Olympic village, you are living in it and surrounded by it. So you can't have any little escape. Like you can't. If if I was you know struggling with a story or something, and I step away and go to the beach or something, you have a look around. and You go, there's other things going on. When you're stuck in a village, you're living and sleeping and eating with those same athletes and it really does kind of close in on you a bit. I had a, I can't name the person obviously, but I, I had a, a, a coffee with a bloke, right, and, and who was a very, very big name in in media basically and he'd had a bit of an, an issue and it was a very public, very public issue and I, I remember saying to him, mate, how many times you've thought about Oprah Winfrey today, you know, like she's a massive name, you know, yeah. massive. He goes, oh, not at all, you know. I said, well, Mate, reality is, and even the front page of a paper, which is, if you're on the front page of the paper, it's either really good or really bad, right? Oh, yeah. A- and But the reality is people pick up the paper and the moment they've read it, whoop-de-doo, turn the page, and in the moment they turn that page, their life literally moves on. And I said to this guy, I said, mate, you're up and about when you were sort of conquering everything and you're probably feeling like you're the king of the castle. But in reality, no one actually cares. You know, everyone's so consumed... 95% of my life is spent thinking about myself and my family and, you know, that yeah. means that the rest of the 8 billion people in the world are taking up the other 5%, right? Yeah. So when you thought you were going really, really, really good, no one gives a rats. And equally, when you think there's a magnifying glass by the whole world on you and things are going really, really bad, no one also gives a rats. Yeah. 
you know, and, and, and even people on Twitter, for example. So if I've ever been bagged on Twitter, which happens and whatever else, <laughs> the moment Stop somebody... about him. Yeah, but, but the, moment, the reality is the moment somebody has pressed send... They've forgotten it. They have forgotten it. But the person who's right. in receipt of it, they're wearing it the whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, know, know? What, you know what that is? That's wisdom. Mm. And it comes with age and experience and something that, you know, you try and tell a young athlete about, but until they have a bit of life perspective, it's so hard. Really hard. It's, it's also, I guess your makeup. Like I, I don't know. Is Kyle Chalmers the sort of guy that would read that stuff and oh, use yeah. that to motivate him and amp him up? Was that was that something that you uh, did during your own career? I didn't read things. I, I read at things all. a little bit at the start when they were positive, <laughs> yeah. and and when the tide turned at different times, I realised okay, good or bad. Pro- you know what? It's a bigger distraction when people are writing nice things or or really pumping up your tyres because you start. You start believing it and you yeah. start going, yeah, I, I can't be beaten. You know, yeah. you know what? Paul Kent's right. I can't, I am the best. I yeah. can't be beaten. And you read that too much and it's actually more destructive than a few people saying you suck or you're useless. The you sucks or you're useless, you sometimes think I'll, I'll prove you wrong. Mm. The you're the best, you can't be beaten. That's pretty damaging. Um, but Kyle does. He he reads everything. Yeah, everything that's written. I, I I wouldn't even be surprised if there was Google alerts on his phone. Yeah. Um, because and he takes it to heart. He's you know uh, wears his heart on his sleeve and takes that stuff pretty tough. Can, like if you're running out for a game of football and the coach says something to fire you up. I mean, I'd imagine that that would only last for three minutes, and then if that, and then uh, fatigue would set in, and, yeah. and you, you don't even think about that. No. Like, yeah. like, is that it's 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 a sugar hit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, the the siege mentality. We I've used it in swimming before. You know, it's us against the world. Let's prove everyone wrong. Let's you know do it against all odds. That mentality, it works super well for 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 me for one one big meet or one campaign. And then it's done. So we went into a world champs once after London and said, it's us against the world. Let's prove that you're still the best. Get through that world champs. Win the world champs. The, the moment I finished the race, there was no excitement. I wasn't happy. Mm. I wasn't elated. It was just pure relief. Yeah. That was the right. only feeling was relief. And then we tried to push that again across another six months. And I just went, I'm, I'm out of energy. Yeah. I, can't, I can't cop this negativity and trying to, you know, be combative with the rest of the world. And I think that's where Kyle's used it once. It worked. He did the big shush at the end of the race. Love that. Worked. But that can't go again. He can't use that for two years into Paris because he will burn out. And it's the same in rugby league. Like, Des would have circled the wagons last weekend against the Roosters, and they actually played pretty well for the team they had. Yeah. But you can't use that all season. That's that's hard for Des too because in the past it's been – outside forces that are motivating them. So it's like, you yeah, know, Brett Stewart's been stood down. This is, you know, um, this is wrong. We're going to show everyone. Yeah. But, um, or even even sometimes within the club when there are, you know, different factions, with, you know, board level. But it's like, well, mate, it's us against them. We'll show them. But when it's actually happening inside your club and your own playing group, that's yeah. really hard. Like, how do you then galvanise it? And obviously, I mean, you talked about bringing in guys like um, John Novak or whatever. That's yeah. that's different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know how you handle that situation because from things I've seen and heard, there is a bit of a fraction in the um, dressing room over what happened. And I, I can understand it. I would have been filthy as a player trying to make the semifinals with my team. That's my livelihood. Yeah. That you couldn't put aside a couple of stripes on a jersey to stand side by side with me and 
continue to to strive for that goal that we set out at the start of the year. We all set out with the same goal. We put our beliefs aside. We've made sacrifices all year to try and achieve this one thing. And my fellow team member can't wear a couple of stripes on his shirt to back me up and go into battle with me. That that'd be tough. To Someone call. like Kieran Foran too, who's had been a big part of Manly, and he's leaving at the end of the year. And yeah, you know, I can imagine that. Um, very very tricky to see how they manage this last month, uh, Manly. So, yeah, have your say. Uh, some great talking points there, gentlemen. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. Text line 0457 736 736. This is Crunch Time, brought to you by the Isuzu MUX. Ah, uh, yeah, certainly is. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The text 0457 736 736. Tweet at 1170 SEN. Adrian Brzenko, James Missile, Magnus and Joel Kane. As it stands right now... 33.33 recurring percent uh, of us are Olympians. It's about to be 25%, in fact, 50%, because our man Simon Orchid from the dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing, joins us. G'day, Simon. Hey, good afternoon, fellas. How you doing? Am I right in saying that, our Olympian tally doubles? <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. Certainly doubles. I, I believe, I'm just trying to think here. Missile, what, what Olympics are you at, mate? London? London and... London and Rio. Simon, what about you? Yeah, there you go. We would have rubbed shoulders with Teammates. each other. Teammates. Mm. I thought I bumped Teammate. into you in that nightclub in London. <laughs> yeah. In the village at 4 a.m. <laughs> Where's the tattoo located, Simon? Uh, no tattoo, but fun fact, boys, and Miss Old, remember this. If you think back or if you Google Rio 9, I was actually a member. Of that oh, club. you went to jail. Wow. <laughs> Hang wow. on. Yeah. There we Hang go. On. Wow. That's a revelation. We've been talking about dogs the whole time. Yeah. That's, this is far more interesting. Wow. True Crime Tuesday. We need yeah. to get you on that. Uh, you gee, and Kitty Chiller. Kitty Chitty. Oh, me, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Righto, Simon. Let, let, let's wow. get your greyhound hat. I'll save you. Let's get your greyhound hat back on. Uh, what do we got this week? Yeah, good. Thanks, Sugar. Uh, look, mate, yesterday <laughs> went down to Goulburn for the, uh, the Zoom Top Maiden. So last week we had the Southern Star Series. Uh, yesterday we had the Zoom Top Maiden, and it was taken out by Zipping Orlando for John and Minnie Finn. These are the youngsters, boys. So obviously maiden, maiden races, they ran in the heats last week, the final yesterday. So if you've got a black book, Zipping Orlando won, Rockstar Apollo was second, and Len Me Dad was third. These are the dogs that in a year, 18 months, you'll see running around potentially million-dollar chases and golden Easter eggs. So if you can black book them now, you should have a pretty good ride all the way through. Yesterday, as I mentioned, Zipping Orlando didn't jump too well, but surged to the front down the, down the long, wide, golden straight. Uh, and Mini Finn was a popular winner. So it was interesting. Spoke to Mini after the race and said, what do you do now? Do you crack a bottle of wine or a scotch? And she said, no, nah, I just go home, put the dogs in the kennel, and get the dogs out for tomorrow's racing and head off to Richmond. So that's it. That's the life of a professional trainer. Just move on to the next thing. But, yeah, big day at Goulburn yesterday and a big couple of weeks down in the state south. So it's been pretty good. Uh, very, very good. I just can't get Kitty Chiller out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, we've got the pens ready. We haven't got much time here this afternoon, unfortunately. But uh, what have we got? Uh, what are we backing today? Yeah, we'll do it real quick. Wenty Park tonight, race three, number one, Spring Meteor is one of our best bets. So just jot that down, race three, number one. And then we've got two heats of the New South Wales National Sprint. So it's race six and seven. And we've backed two from the Lord Kennel. So race six, number seven, Bandit Ned. He's drawn out wide. He loves it out there. Eight starts for six wins and a minor. I spoke to Andy Lord this week, the trainer, and he said 
He's ready to go. He's been waiting for a wide box, which is pretty different for the dog. So race six, number seven, Bandit Ned. And then race seven, number six, Coast Model, again from the Lord Kennel. Ren at Dapto two nights ago. Very odd to see it backing up two days later, but I've got to trust the Lord Kennel. They own She's a Pearl or look after She's a Pearl, so I think they know what they're doing. Race seven, number six, Coast Model. And just quickly before I go, boys, since we spoke about box stats two weeks ago, we've had 22 races. One has had the most winners. Box eight has had the next most winners. And box six hasn't had one in oh. 22 starts. So hopefully that changes with the post model tonight. Uh, Spring Meteor, box yes, one. Yes, uh, the Rio 9. Uh, good, on you, <laughs> good on you, Simon. Great to chat, mate. We're going to run. boys. Thedogs.com.au, home of everything. Greyhound racing in New South Wales. You know, Brandy's a he's a great analyst of our game and one of the great players of our game. But I, I just don't know how you can come up with that comment to say that w- single out one club to say they introduced that tackle into our sport. I just that yeah, that's a, that's a little bit over the top. Yeah. Because off the top of my head, I I can't ever recall seeing Brandy at one of our training sessions. Now I work, I, I work with Brandy on yeah, and he's a great fella. But to to say to single out the Melbourne Storm, that's that's really unfair. Mm. Really unfair. Yeah, Vossi, I, I will do it as respectfully as as Cameron did yesterday because he is a colleague, and I didn't think it was any type of revelation uh, when I made those comments about. Uh, the the hip drop emanating out of the Melbourne Storm. I, I was actually surprised that Cameron was surprised that someone would actually think that, that the hip drop tackle started out of Melbourne. Now, I, I just thought it was general consensus that over the last 20 years, all the tackles, the wrestle techniques have come from Melbourne. Two of the first three charges in 2020 for hip drop tackles were Melbourne Storm players. Jesse Bromwich and Max King, the grapple, the chicken wing, the rolling pins, the crusher, the hip drop. I think they all emanated out of Melbourne. Two more sleeps. <laughs> Two more sleeps. They'd be the same weight oh. division too, wouldn't they? Brandy and Vossi, uh, yeah. Monday. Yeah. So that'll be on uh, Brandy and Breakfast oh. with Brandy and Vossi. Uh, Vossi and Brandy. Wow. They do an hour with Cam Smith. Correct. The last hour is with Cam Smith. Yes. I... I Almost choked on my cornflakes because I did. My day was just starting, oh. and, I, and I had that on, and I just said, "I'm going to be filing early today." Oh like yeah, this, I just yeah. That was such a good stink to get into. He's well, doubled down and that tripled down. Well, I, I said to Missile on the break, I said, "Are you available to fill in for breakfast just in case on Monday?" He said, "No, I'm busy." I said, "What are you doing?" He said. I'm standing by a wireless listening to Brandy take on Cam Smith. <laughs> so, oh, uh, hopefully, oh, do, you know do what happened? Put a chicken wing on him or a, a rolling yeah. pin? Or a... So, potentially, if the if Cam Smith's doing a Sunday Arvo or Sunday night game in Sydney, he could be in studio. The, the Channel 9 game on Sunday, oh, that would be great if they were both in studio. I'll, I'll tell you who's, who's doubling. Tigers Raiders. He may yeah. be in Sydney. I'll tell you who's doubling and tripling down. Matt Tripp, he's in France at the moment. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh, my colleague Adam Pengilly got in touch with him to get his initial reaction. He sent him, I think, a copy of the story, and he gave him some comments which were in the paper today. Yeah. And then I sent him the audio so that he, he could actually hear it verbatim, and he just – his head almost exploded. He just Really? Said, yeah, he just said, like, you know, at least we're, you know, we're not an arrogant club. Oh. He said that – he said that Brandy <laughs> – Brandy has been giving it to us for 20 years. That um, he's got an agenda. 
you oh. said that. Obviously, because they play next week. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be the greatest game it's, of all it's time. It's funny because I get a lot of messages from people saying um, Brandy puts the boot into the Bulldogs on his morning show, and it's nice to have a, a Bulldogs <laughs> opinion. So Brandy's yeah. just firing <laughs> <laughs> from the hip. I, I liked uh, Nick Davis this morning on the Mowers Club, and you went on there, Adrian, for a brief. He, he said... This is like a uh, WWE wrestling event. Yeah. So Brandy's there with the mic, charging into the ring comes Cameron Smith, <laughs> right? Brandy comes back at him. Then all of a sudden the curtain opens. Matt Tripp comes running through. <laughs> Who's next? Oh, it's got to be – well, Vossi will take Brandy's side, I reckon. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I reckon. I think he's going to be the uh, mean Gene Oakland and he's just going to be the referee yeah, in the middle okay. to stay right out of it. It's going to be a beauty. Uh, but wow. you know what? People are saying – how does this end? Does one of them reach out with a private phone call? Uh, nah, I, I, it, it won't happen before that game. I, I don't, don't think so. I, I think that I'm telling you, every locker in the Melbourne Storm dressing room will have some sort of a reference to this yep. because because it's not just a one-off. They feel, rightly or wrongly, that it's a sustained attack and that for 20 years, oh. basically, Brandy has put every wrestling ill on their doorstep. I it's wish Brandy had to come out and said something like that about Queensland and yeah. lit the fire there. <laughs> it, was, it was very quiet about the New South Wales stuff, but that's that's a beauty. Love your work, and Brandy. And Brandy doesn't – he's not a – Headline magnet, no, like he's, no. he's actually quite measured, which makes it all the more sensational. It was almost an accident at the start, but then when he came back to Cam's comments, oh, I hadn't heard that second one. Yeah. Doubles down, triples down, gives evidence, boom, boom, boom. And it all started with a listener. So a listener rang up and poked the bear. You're kidding. He said, I heard Brandy say this, blah, 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 blah. And, to Cam. And then all, all of a sudden, oh. this listener's just sitting back having the best week of his life. Wow. Meanwhile, it's um, so people, with, with champions, right? It, it's it's part of the makeup of being a champion, which you are yourself, James Magnuson. And, and I find with champions is see a lot of us would find ourselves in the situation like, okay, we're very uncomfortable with angst. Let's jump on the phone, sort it out. But sometimes with champions, you are so um, resolute in your beliefs. Oh yeah, that you're not going to well. Have we got uh, our man here? Well, this is, in the in the words of the great rugby league philosopher Tom Petty, I think this is how they'll play out. <laughs> Don't you think? No one's backing yeah, down, no are way. they? Yeah. No way. You know what the best part of it There's was? There's no easy way out. When Brandy actually listed all the tackles, that was the that was <laughs> yeah. I was slapping my thigh the best. He goes, the grapple, the chicken wing, the rolling pin, the crusher, the hip drop. Oh, they yeah. all emanated from yeah. Melbourne. Yes, <laughs> yes. What was the yeah. rolling pin again? That's when a, a player's down oh, on yes. the ground and then you go in over the top with your knee and roll your knee into like their sh- the back of their Calf or whatever oh, okay. Stuff like that. That's a so. good one. I don't, don't remember that one. It's a beauty. You yeah, missed one. Yeah. Wasn't there a prowler or something like that? Yeah. Might have missed one. But anyway. Did uh, who's your man who writes the speeches? He, he might have been involved. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it might have been a Dirk Milton uh, yeah. Uh, production. Yeah, yeah, it was oh, good. It was very good. Look, it was hard to argue with when he gave evidence of who'd been suspended earlier this year. How do you argue with that? I know. Yeah. It's a beauty. Uh, so well-researched, uh, but as I said, two more sleeps and it's on again. Gloves are off here at SEN. Uh, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. Uh, speaking of uh, said tackles, Brandon Smith on report. Uh, we called the game. He, he cops a fine, $1,800 fine, which he's going to accept. Of course he is. The last thing they need is this in the news. But to me, it was just a tackle. Did you see it, Adrian? Yeah, I didn't think it was, was that bad. But it's it's look it's interesting because we had Pat Carrigan during the week for a you know a, a proper hip drop, and how much is that worth? And 
I was talking to Nick Gabar, who is basically defends basically every player in the game whenever they go to the judiciary. <laughs> yep. He should have been and, on the Rio and, Nine. And when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to these things, you can only use one comparable. And there was a one earlier in the year with uh, Tyrell Fuamiano on Hayes yes. Dunstan. Oh yeah, that was so a bad one. He couldn't use that one because it was in a preseason match. So the so the one is that, that he right? chose, yep. So the one that he chose was one where Josh Maguire speared in on uh, Josh Adokar last year. And like it's it's a miracle that Josh Adokar wasn't maimed. Like it was really bad because he was held up by other defenders. Yeah. And then he's come um and then Josh Maguire speared into it. And that was considered a grade three, which I think under the rules is only two weeks if you don't have any priors. So yeah, people say that Pat Carrigan was lucky to only get four weeks. But I think in some respects he's a victim of um, all of the hoo-ha that's going on because, you know, to the letter of the law, that is not a worse tackle than the one that it was compared no. to. So whether that means they have to do another adjustment and say, we don't want this in the game or we need to, yeah. to turn up the, the frequency. And, and But, yeah, obviously it's a it's a bad look. I yeah. just – I put the tin hat on. I go, Melbourne, they get the rub of the green every time. Bulldogs, mm. eye gouge, five weeks. Yeah. Storm, eye gouge, fine. Nelson, Nelson and Solo, Solomon. That's the that's cracks the... all the teeth in that bloke's head and nearly drives him through to the South Pole. <laughs> fine. <laughs> and now the week after Carrigan does it, and every expert in the game comes out and says, "We've got to get it out of the game. It's got to be gone. If you're coming in like that, it's it's so dangerous." Oh. But regardless of of his intent, it ended up really bad and. Uh, Tino was within an inch of a season-ending injury, so I just thought, well, if Carrigan's four weeks, oh, so you did, is, so you did see the Brandon Smith one, yeah, yeah, I thought oh, a week, right. a week, gotcha, at least a week. If Carrigan's four, then if if Carrigan's on that end of the scale, yep. it's not so far off the scale that it's not even a week. But the the difference is that Brandon Smith was first there, and he was literally chasing him, wasn't he? Like he wasn't uh, Carrigan. There was people already in on the tackle. So he's yeah. come in to try and help him down. For me, Brandon Smith was simply still trying to get a hold of the bloke. Um, very, very interesting. I, I love transparency, uh, but listening to Luke Padden try to justify why Nelson wasn't charged, oh, that, was, seriously. that was a bit cringy. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. separation and all that, mate, he, he elbowed him in the head. Sometimes you've got to separate like to smash someone's face. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, 1300 11170 to have your say. Text 0457 736 736. Uh, I can guarantee every fan besides Storm supporters would agree with Brandy. <laughs> it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah. I totally agree with Brandy. And don't forget a couple of years ago when Cam Smith was interviewed and said that the wrestle was good for the game. Oh, well, did he say that? I'm not sure. This is coming know. from the I listener. I'm pretty sure it was an interview on SEN. As a Manly fan, I don't like the wrestling, the way the game has evolved down this avenue. But if Manly were starting the wrestling, having the success that Melbourne have had over the last 30 years, 20 years, I'd be all over it. I'm definitely on Brandy's side. Statsy from Freshwater. People are taking sides. They are. Yes, yeah. they are. The thing is, Melbourne just do it better than everyone else. And everyone's playing catch up. Yep. Yep. Afternoon, fellas. I'd back anything that comes out of Brandy's mouth any day of the week. I still haven't forgotten about what the storm did to Nathan Kalis with the chicken wing all those years ago. Can we spend the rest of the show talking about the mighty eels, says Steve from Dubbo? No, we can't. Uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, well, no, got, we can't. Sorry. Three, I don't have enough pool. We've got three hosts this week that have all come off winning winning games. It may be the first time the three of us have been together and we've yeah. all won the last game. Could be the last yeah. one for a while. Could be the <laughs> Wow. Gee, this is, this is fascinating, this um, Tigers-Knights game. 
Not so much from the Tigers' point of view, but... Adam O'Brien. Well, no, no Hastings, no Brooks. Oh, I know they've got no Ponga. What are you expecting? Are they completely unravelling for this? No Clemmer playing. What about what about the whole... What a fiasco oh, this Clemmer thing seriously. is. Seriously. Like, honestly, like, so... It's now emerged that the Clemmer sprayed the the trainer, and I'm, I'm sure that happens a million times in an NRL season. Yep. And it wasn't the trainer who made the complaint, but somehow it's found itself in the HR department. So, so it was not the trainer who made it the complaint. It was not Hayden Knowles, okay. apparently, who made the complaint, right? So, but someone else has escalated the matter to the HR yeah. <laughs> department, yeah. and then all of a sudden the process has to happen. So they've stood him down, and there was talk. You know, there was even some talk that they were going to sack, you know, Clemmer. And then everyone's t- taking a breath and just going, "No, that's not going to happen." So he was actually at training yesterday, but he's not allowed to play this weekend. It's so. Can weird. you imagine? Can you imagine in a month's time, had he been sacked? And ladies and gentlemen, the twenty twenty two Danny Badiris medalist. He's not here, but it's David Clemmer. Yeah, like, he's he, already he, got it wrapped up. Oh, he's he? going to win yeah. it for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did his numbers right, and he's had a good season. We, 2017, he was a test player and an origin player, wins the Brad Fittler medal. And I broke down his numbers, and his form then to now is literally separated on average by one run a game. Yeah. You know the funny thing I keep hearing about Clemmer, and uh, Freddie said about him for, for origin as well, I guarantee if Clemmer was a Queenslander, he would have been in that team forever. He was the man that stood up to the yeah. Queensland pack and brought back that sort of bravado for New South Wales. Every time it's his slow play the ball, doesn't fit our playing style, all that kind of thing. For Newcastle, let me give you a tip. It's more than one slow play the ball the set that's stopping you losers from winning a game. Clemmer's <laughs> running from Clemmer's running for more meters yeah. than anyone in that team every week. He carries that forward pack. Yeah. He looks got, fit too, doesn't he? He looks great. Yeah. Have a look at his his tackling. He's at 98% tackle efficiency. Yep. It's just about the highest in the NRL. The bloke does not miss a tackle. He makes close to 200 metres a game. He's an absolute weapon, but he gets a slow play of the ball every now and then. And yeah. I saw them on 360 saying sometimes he gets a slow play of the ball because he struggles too much in the tackle. Oh, yeah. blow me down. A front rower <laughs> struggles in a tackle. Like, oh, heaven forbid. Fired up, that ladies and gentlemen. That is a Brandy-esque spray. Yeah. 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 Well, I love, yes. I love he Manifet. wants it on the action. Yes. As, as I love Clem. I yeah. love, he's, a, he's a bulldog at, at heart, I'm sure of it. I'd, I'd take him back in a second. Well, as a Parramatta fan, I would have been very happy to see him Imagine down alongside. Imagine the rota- front imagine. rotation of Campbell Gillard, oh, Barlow, and then it. all of a sudden Clem comes on stop off it. the back fence. They would have been... They would have been Short price favourites to make the grand final if that had to happen. That would be the most dominant forward rotation in the NRL. Love it. I love it. Uh, big fan of the general. I miss him on SEN, says Daniel from New Zealand. Was he on SEN? He was, yeah. And then because when he took up the new gig, he had to uh, withdraw a little bit there. Uh, I used to think Brandy was a flog. Now he's my hero. <laughs> Says one seven one. This is this is great stuff. Oh, it's good that Bossy's texting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is crunch time. All thanks to MUX. Oh yes, uh, I totally agree with this. Uh, this is all thanks to the Isuzu MUX, the missile. Adrian Prasenko, I'm Joel Kane. Missile, you are on fire. This has been the greatest <laughs> opening fifteen minutes of radio I've ever heard. We well, you know the best part, uh, Steve. We've been on for an hour and fifteen. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> you should have heard the 15 minutes between oh. uh, 10.45 and 11 last night, Commonwealth Games. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly right. Jeez, missile will be unbearable if the Bulldogs ever get back in the eight. Yeah. Yikes. Says Daniel from New Zealand. I'll be partying in the streets of Belmore. Would you say you're a dead set like, um, like 
passionate, passionate Bulldogs. Well, you know, I, I am. I am. Is and your I weekend to, affected by win or loss? Used to be. Yeah. My dad's definitely is. Really? Like the family's is. My, yeah. my The Magnusons are big where, time. Where did the Bulldogs sort of... So they're from the Bankstown area. Gotcha. They, they are born and bred Bankstown area yeah. and played juniors in the area and everything. Um, I used to be before I was a professional athlete myself. Yes. And when you've worn that hat and then you can step away from it a little bit and see they're just humans and yeah. it's, you see sport in slightly different, um, in a slightly different way. And now it doesn't ruin my weekend. Um, but it's been a really tough couple of years. <laughs> but do you still ride a match really hard? Like, oh, you, yeah. Unbelievably. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've had a couple of matches over the past month where I've been in here on crunch time. Mm. Um, on the Sunday while the Bulldogs have been on the background. Oh. And I've got to walk out of the room at times because oh. I'm... Is that right? Yeah, I you're, just... You're billing me, back of the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Sock and Jules love it. Um, <laughs> Jules, Jules and Sock are the same. Jules with uh, with the Dragons and um, Sock with South. But, yeah, I've, I've always been a, a massive Bulldogs fan. Okay, Bulldog George speaking about Bulldogs. He said, guys, Smith definitely said wrestling was good for the game. On SEN, when he was publicising his book, only Storm fans and Queenslanders support Smith. Everything started with the Storm. Go, Brandy. <laughs> well, I'm just reading out what's coming through. So, yeah. good afternoon, gents. Joel, I'm not sure how old you were when you played in the Penrith comp, but there was a kid growing up named Danny. I won't say his surname. He was very, very much the type of player you're talking about. I was talking about earlier about those gifted players, not so much high on work ethic, but athleticism, they're just superior at the time. I find that those players don't often end up with uh, super consistent careers. He said, do you happen to remember him playing growing up? Cheers, Kano. No, I don't, Kano, sorry. No, I don't. We left there as about, at about year nine. Uh, sorry, when I was nine. Hey, James, what is your tip for the missile stakes in race eight? Your stakes at Ramwick. Mm. Hope you're not one of the jockeys. Uh, pity the poor horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be able to give us a tip. Uh, uh, we haven't got any tips off you today. No, no. A couple, a couple off uh, our Rio 9 member. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's an absolute revolution. <laughs> a revelation. I, I can't believe it. Okay, I've got some tips. Uh, Embracer is who I'll be backing in that one. Embracer. Embracer, yes. Um, Embracer in that one. And Adelaide Race 7, Taunting. Western Australia Race 4, Brave Dream. And uh, Brisbane Race 8, Garibaldi. I think Garibaldi might have been scratched last week. I love a horse that's been scratched and back. But I really love the um, Jesse Ramian to score. I've been watching a lot of tape of the Dragons, boys. The the relationship, both very good defenders on their own, Jack Bird and Hunt. But the relationship between Jack Bird and Hunt, they are just not on the same page. Cowboys carved them up last week. Your beloved Bulldogs carved them up on that right-hand side yeah. for them. So that that's, I think, Jesse Ramian scores. Absolutely scores. Good afternoon, crunch time, lads. And... Uh, the Sook Dribbler Missile. You know what that is? That's a, you know, you do the Hello Sport Boys yes, interview. So yes. people that listen to Hello Sport are dribblers. Gotcha. Yes, this is a fellow Hello Sport fan. Gotcha. I love Hello Sport as well. Okay. So another, back at you, dribbler. Yep. Uh, another green with envy Storm hater. Maybe all the <laughs> other clubs that try to imitate Storm should be getting extra weeks because they can't equal perfection. They do it wrong <laughs> and we get blamed for it. Nice singing last night, Sugar, by the way. Money, money, money. Uh, talking about the, uh, the ABBA? Yes. Yeah, talking nice. about Cameron Munster. Uh, cheers and Arvo Bevies. Uh, Hillstorm Maroon Hillary. Uh, Darn, that I thought you kicked off at 1pm. That means I've missed an hour of Radio Gold. Well, not necessarily, <laughs> Steve. Podcast. Podcast. Yes. That's it. Absolutely Listen right. Listen to it twice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, here's... Uh, this one come through. 
how I do my push-ups, I start with 123. Then as soon as somebody walks by the door, it's 143. 144, Pete from Bexley says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're on your Pete. <laughs> uh, you said that at 12 o'clock. You'd be up to about 1,000 by now. Um, g'day, guys. The refereeing didn't help Manly's cause. Harper was held off the ball, and it should have been a penalty try. Paralade. Yeah, that was actually a controversial moment, wasn't it? Uh, Paralade all over the tackle play, and it was fine. Then the para try that wasn't. Dud it again. The refs are crap. Uh, cheers, says Rowdy Eagle Rod. <laughs> True uh, Eagles fan. What did you think right. about that, the, the Harper no try? Yeah, I, I watched that and I was listening to the way it was explained on the broadcast and Harper was shepherding the ball, if yeah. that makes sense. I, th- I thought it was a fair jostle for the ball. Yes, but what about – did you think he, he, he knocked it on? That, that was the – I wasn't sure. I don't have a strong opinion on it, but I thought – I didn't think it was a try. No, I didn't think it was a try. Fair enough. Uh, you, you, that's funny. From an Eels fan isn't to a Manly funny? fan. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> exactly right. Rowdy Eagle is <laughs> convinced it's a try, and you're convinced it's not. Uh, that's how it works. I'll tell you it was a really good refereeing in the box last night. The try scored by Herman Essiesi for the Titans. Did you see that one? Went to the bunker? No. And it was probably a double movement. But as articulated by Adam G in the box, he said half his body ended up in the end goal. Mm. I mean, so clearly momentum was... A bit was, of common sense. Yeah. 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 A- and when your arm gets down and you're worried about it, you, you, you are going to yeah. naturally sort of respond yeah, in a way. full brunt into that shoulder. That's right. So yeah. so I, that was very, very good refereeing from Adam G. Keen for the local derby tonight, playing for the I wish I never let the Sharks... I left the Sharks, Jack Bird, Bird, Bird. Bird is the word. Oh, mama, mama, mama. <laughs> Cut from uh, both of Ken. That's good. They're shot, aren't they, Dragons? Yes. Or do they get up for the derby? No, I think they're gone. Yeah, still a good match though, surely. Bit yeah, of feeling. Good match. Yeah, and uh, Adam Dykes' son making his debut. He must be playing good footy if he uh, has leapfrogged Lockie Miller. That's what I was a, about a to great, say. Great debut game yep. himself. So, because your Bulldogs were actually in the chase for uh, Young Dykes' K. Kate's really? Signature. Yeah. We're so, in the chase um, for everyone at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they, they were super keen to keep him, Sharkies. Yeah. So whether is the timing of that. a little bit of a probably. reward. Thanks, so he for, is a, thanks for being sold. He is a fullback. Yep. Spoil the fullback then, because I thought Lachlan Miller was awesome. He, he ran for almost 300 metres, didn't he, on debut? Yeah. He couldn't have done any more. So for mm. him to be leapfrogged, he must mm. be playing. But he could be a handy pickup for I'm gonna Dolphins. Make a, I'm going to make a bold uh, declaration here. Oh, yeah, he could be, yeah. A uh, bold declaration here. I'm going to say that Kay Dykes has a ripper month and the Sharkies, as a result, have a ripper month. And then you're going to start going, geez, what do we do with Kennedy? Good problem to have. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be. There's a bit of Brett Hodgson about. You've seen him, obviously. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a bit of Brett Hodgson about smaller. him. Yeah, uh, he's well. He, I saw a photo of him and Adam. Adam wasn't that small, and he dwarfs him. Oh, okay. So he's lean, yeah, lean, quick, speedy, but got that bit of footy about him, like that sort of halfback playing fullback sort of type. Yeah, yeah. And he'll fill out a bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon. I just think there's going to be a brand of football. Matt Moylan's a touch footballer. Nico Hines an ex-touch footballer. K Dykes at the back. Mm. My hands are standing up, but it's, it feels a bit 2005 Tigerish. Okay. I, I was, it's going to be an exciting brand, I reckon. I was a little bit sheepish on the Sharks because they were missing Kennedy. Yeah. But now I might load up. Yeah. I think it's a 20 plus job. Is it? Isn't it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, oh. The fill in fullbacks, like seeing Munster at the yeah. back. Like, awesome. I, I'm, I'm not Why into, didn't they do that from I'm the not start? into fantasy football, but would he have scored like 10 billion oh. fantasy oh. football <laughs> points last night? Yeah. Like would have been, would have been grown men oh. uh, crying over that performance with joy. Gee, yeah. that didn't, was... it f- didn't it feel like towards the end of the game, let's just chuck it to money? 
I see what he does. Yeah. And and you, you wouldn't get away with it against a, a better opposition than the Titans, but he was just playing with them, wasn't he? He was brilliant. He was so good. And I'm so glad they did that. I actually said on the Monday, they named him at six. I said, look, if you're spared him, you have to have a blue chip fullback. Yeah. And they made him that. But then they had the situation where, um, geez, Cooper Johns played well. Mm. Cooper Johns played well. Tyron Wishart was there. Um, and, what, and Jerome Hughes. What's the latest? Well? Do we know? Well, we're not sure. I think he's getting scans on the shoulder, and I think he's heard it previously as well. So I think fingers crossed that it's not bad. But all of a sudden, like, do you keep Munster at at fullback, or, or I mean, if, if yeah. Hughes isn't there, I mean, you're going to have to put him into the halves. Aren't yeah, you? well, that's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, uh, Cooper Johns was awesome. Tyron Wishart was great, but they're both Robins at this stage of their yeah. careers. There needs to be a Batman, you know, and. I actually I thought you were thought... referencing birds, and <laughs> no. I was like, all right, so they're little <laughs> yeah, robins. Birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I actually thought during the game they needed to put Munster to halfback just to have that Pied Piper. Could you go uh, Brandon Smith to hooker when he comes on and Harry Grant at halfback? Maybe. That's, that's probably because I, I don't see Munster as a halfback. He just needs no. someone just to throw it to him when it yeah. needs to be thrown, and then he just does his thing. He's not yeah. an organiser. It's fascinating. Um, David Norfolk was good. Yep. He was good. Uh, How do you feel about that? I haven't heard you talk uh, about it, but don't I, care. Don't care. Okay. I, I, I actually, I've been pretty public about it early in the year that it was going to be a farce and it has become a farce because the reason I'm, yeah. I'm against it is it's you're taking the PI double five out of the salary cap. Really, yeah. really, to be we, able to have it this late. Yeah, yeah. Well, you add Nofaluma, if he's on 500K of the salary of the, of the Tigers, the storm salary cap going into the finals is, for example, nine point five, not yeah, nine. That's right. So could yeah. could you have fit him into your cap in round one? And the answer is no. Then, what? How, how is he now playing for? It, it ridicules yeah, the salary Surely cap. But with a CBA negotiation and Peter Valandi saying like it's it's not good for the game. This will be the last year. Of course, it will be. Yeah. It, it was there. It was there as a um, measure for COVID, like for yeah. those teams that you know couldn't field a, a team to to loan and to also to help the Warriors. But it's yeah. A lot of people have the view that, you know, you've got 30 players in your, in your full-time squad. Surely that's enough to go the journey. It's part, of the, it's part of the excitement of the season. Yeah. You've got to have luck to win a grand final. Now it's kind of taken that aspect out of it a bit. It's like we've had some bad luck, but we'll stop fill that with first-grade stars. Not for Luma's not a... And not a development player. No. But imagine being a development player and then just having – and you've waited all year and you've gone to every training session and then just having someone board over the top of you. Yeah. Oh, it, it sucks. A, it's a little bit how you're going. Um, but I, I'm supportive of the fact – and Tim Sheens, he basically said, well, look, he's been a bit stale. And, and I'm paraphrasing this and this is what I'm hearing, but he's been a bit stale. So get him down there to a good system, fire him up, and he might come back – Yep. I, I, think, I think that's a really good observation by Tim Sheens on Nofaluma. I just wish he'd had that same revelation with Luke Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Hands off our guy. Yeah. He's our man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, this is Crunch Time. All thanks to the Isuzu MUX. Ah, uh, yes, it certainly is. And Dometic, go on your next adventure, Dometic.com. Uh, Jimmy Smith just turned up with a little Austin. Uh, South take on the Warriors, he'll be calling that. Sunshine Coast Stadium, the venue. Spud Anthony Seabold uh, will be joining the team there as well. The teams, uh, they, they're not, not announced at 2 o'clock, so looking forward to that. After being named to return, Tane Milne. He was dropped 24 hours out before kickoff. Jackson Paulo's in the centre. New South Wales Cup leading try scorer, Isaac Thompson, 
He'll replace Paulo and make his NRL debut on the Rabbitohs' wing. Tom Burgess, of course, taking uh, Ronaldo Militello's head off last week. He's suspended. <laughs> Mark Nichols comes into the side. The other new face on the interchange is Blake Taff. I think he's a good player, Blake Taff. It's good to have him back into the what's, side. What's your line? What did you have this at? Uh, okay, yeah. Um, let me let me find really that let one. let the listeners test this out. Okay. I've, t- I've tested it, Adrian. It works pretty yes. well. Yeah, yep. yeah, it works pretty well. Uh, I've got the Warriors needing 14. Uh, okay. The line's closer to about 17, I think, isn't it? Maybe uh, even higher. Let me find that for you. As you do that, uh, Ewan Aiken's been moved from back row to the centres in place of Adam Pompey, who drops to the reserves. Chanel Harris-Tavita is out with an injury. Wade Egan moves to hooker, from hooker to number six. Freddie Lussick has been promoted to start at nine. Aaron Penne, uh, Bailey Sirenen and Jack Murchie all return in the pack. Now, the Warriors' last four games, they have lost three of the four, but all one to 12. So... Um, whilst I have the line set at 14, I think the value is uh, South 1-12. The Warriors are at plus 20 and a half. Yep. You like that? I like the Warriors to push them. There you go. A lot your, of people expecting a, a shellacking. Your Bulldogs have got them next week, haven't they? Yep. And it's over there. It's one of the few games in New Zealand we've had for a long time. The Bulldogs have uh, had a played a shocker this week. Yeah. Let's take a game to Bundaberg. Sure, that's great. Let's go to regional oh. Far North Queensland and play a game of rugby league. Mm. Who should we play up in Far North Queensland? Let's go the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good. That's tough. So there'll yeah. be – I saw on the Bulldogs page, sellout crowd. And before I, – I just wasn't even looking that it was the Cowboys. I was like, geez, that's good. We've got some fans in Queensland, the Bulldogs. Mm. There won't be a Bulldogs fan in the stands. No. It'll be full it'll, Cowboys home game, essentially. What year were you born? 91. No, that's the last time they played in Bundaberg. Okay. Yeah, it was a, a oh. double header, a, a Lotto Cup. Remember the old Lotto Cup? The Lotto Cup? Yeah. Oh. Which was the old midweek knockout. Is that a midweek? Yeah. Like an FA Cup? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And the local sides could enter. So you or... never really would have seen any no, of that? No, I never saw it. Panasonic Cup. Panasonic Cup. My and dad used to tell me about the Amco. Same, same thing. Yeah. Midweek yeah. knockout competition. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so so they played two games in a week. No, no, no. So this was a double header. This was just two, four teams arriving at Bundaberg. Yeah, no, yeah. No, you just play over the year and, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Raiders take you on the Panthers. Speaking about the early 90s, they met in the 91 grand final, the year you were born. Uh, Xavier Savage has been ruled out with an ankle injury. So that means uh, Albert Hoppawati steps up as a new fullback. Ricky is so off That won't be to happen. That won't happen. Uh, Jordan Rapiner returns from suspension. So Albert Hoppawati will stay on the wing. Rapiner will go to fullback. You reckon? Oh, 100%. Won't it, Adrian? What's Chance done to piss Ricky off? Sign with another club? Yeah, that's yeah. that usually does it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, it's a bit of who went first because Ricky dropped Chance before he signed with another club. Yep. I'm watching Chance play right now in the reserve grade. He looks, still looks fit. I don't know. It was it's... the first time he did that way back when, was it Justin Hodges signed with... Broncos. Broncos? Yeah. yeah. Was that the f- I remember that. first time a really high profile? That was under Ricky, wasn't it? Uh, it happened at uh, the Mounties. So Michaeli Ravalawa, who was scoring a million tries a week for the Mounties, who were the feeder club for Canberra, and they were on their way to winning the comp. And he had signed with the Dragons. So he refused to play him. He got had he, the audacity. No, yeah, he got jettisoned to the Queanbeyan Blues. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. The Queanbeyan Blues are like, holy yeah, damn. Good. How, how good is wow. this? Is that a bit of a Tom Petty won't back down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was Tom Petty, all right. Uh, Mounties went into free falling. <laughs> they, they, were, um, they were on their way That's to winning the comp. Uh, and they, yeah, they were. That lined uh, up nicely, fire. didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, we didn't even rehearse that. Uh, Adam <laughs> Elliott, uh, he hurt his hip against the Titans, but staying to start at lock. Uh, star back rower Viliame Kikau has been ruled, ooh, he's been ruled out with a hip injury, 
which sees Chris Smith start in the second row and uh, Sunia Taruva join the bench for his debut. Sean O'Sullivan is the new number seven. Jamin Salmon comes in the starting side at 5-8. Origin centre Stephen Crichton returns from that nasty... I can't believe he's back. We had Mark, a listener, throughout the week, a doctor. He couldn't believe that he was back due to this nasty ear cut um, that he suffered against the Sharks. And Mitch Kenny is also back on deck. What are we tipping here, boys? I'm staying with Penrith. Just one for the listeners. Again, we're watching this uh, New South Wales Cup side. It's pissing down rain in yeah. Canberra. So I think that swings that things in the favour of um, Canberra. Okay. Yeah. I tip the Panthers, but, yeah, look, it's every, everything to play for for Canberra, isn't it? And, like, without the Panthers' first-choice halves... It's, you know, they, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't they shouldn't be playing semi finals. They're going to get down and dirty. They're, They're getting all the get... favours here, aren't they? Yeah. If you want to play finals football, which they can, uh, you need to be winning this game. Yeah, yeah. It's season on the line type stuff. And it's it's not just their first choice half. So like, so Kurt Falls isn't available for them. It's so he out as well. Go. It's their third string. So they've got Sean O'Sullivan and Jamin Salmon in the halves. Mm. Okay. Jamin Salmon's hardly played any NRL over the last few years. Yeah. Interesting. Around the grounds we go in the knock-on effect cup. Seven and a half gone in the second half. South Sydney 12, Canberra 6. South Sydney 12, Canberra 6. And as you mentioned, Charles Nickel Klukstar is playing in this match. So to Tane Milne, I understand. So uh, South Sydney with the tri-conversion lead at this stage. Sharks take on the Dragons. Sell out tonight at Shark Park. Kay Dykes. Isn't this remarkable how a third-generation player for the first time happened last week to play at the same club? <coughs> that was the Fulton family. And a week later, the same thing happens. Kay Dykes debuts at fullback in place of Will Kennedy, which I think is going to be a massive success. Uh, he's got five to six weeks on the sideline after ongoing ankle surgery. Uh, Dykes' father, Adam, and grandfather, John, also played for the Sharks. Adam gave him his jersey yesterday. Uh, no change to the squad in Friday's 24 update with Royce Hunt dropping off the reserves list for the Ooh. Dragons. Billy Burns drops out of the side on uh, Friday. V- veteran Josh Maguire, he'll start in the side. Michael Molo recorded the bench for his first game since round 16. Fullback Cody Ramsey is expected to be back on deck in round 22 after he did a knee injury, he did the splits effectively. Uh, the Dragons have only won two from 11 against top eight opposition in 2022. This is lining up for you. Yep. It's interesting what... Tyrell Sloan, a fullback on the bench. So they've got Moses Mbai yeah. in the number one jersey. Welcome to That's... the welcome to the Bulldogs, Tyrell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd take him. I yeah. think he's a great player. Yeah, he's a good yeah. player. Oh, I think someone this... will snap him up. Again, this... Redcliffe. Is this the first time Cameron McGuinness has played against his former club? No, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be right there. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dominic Go collection. Just pack, stack, and go. Uh, Brandy's a bullfed. Looking forward to Monday. Lots of love, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really funny, Cam, that you send that in because uh, every other time you've uh, texted, if we look at your history, you call yourself Mort. So, so, <laughs> so that's uh, suddenly changed. Thank you, Cam. But we look forward to you and Brandy's battle on Monday. Uh, yes, uh, so those texts continue to come through. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Brooksy, Sack Joel going against the Dragons. You'll be hearing from me on Monday, Sugar, when the Dragons smash them tonight. Big Sexy. Oh, great to have your company, Big Sexy. Uh, 0457 736 736. This is Crunch Time. All thanks to the MUX uh, Isuzu. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Well, the winning continues for the Crunch Time team, Sats. Uh, another win last night and uh, same game multi last week. A $7 there and uh, another one on Sunday. So you just keep rubbing it in each week? 
don't you? I learned something yesterday. yesterday that the crunch time team is is made up of experts. Okay, so I'm really up against it. But this weekend, I'm really confident that uh, I can at least get back into the winner's circle because it's been quite embarrassing the last few weeks. Don't, uh, you know I'm on your side, Sats. I'm the one that's here with you every week. I'm the one running through them with you. You know, I'm with you, okay? I just have to tell the people that the Crunch Time team have been on fire. Another man that's doing pretty well, uh, Trevor Gilmeister, he's been doing some really special stuff. Thursday night, he had 198 dabblers copies rocket bet, and uh, 7-7 hit a 67 same game multi on the Eels Panthers matchup. So, some good results in the dabble community, but should we run through the uh, crunch time team best? Yep, let's go for it. Alright, South Sydney Rabbitohs, they're going to win uh, by over six and a half. Canberra Raiders to get up over the Panthers, which is where they're adding some value. And the Cronulla Sharks, that one paying 383. Any thoughts there? Well, pretty much following the same sort of betting line uh, this weekend, actually, which is a good thing for me if the crunch time team has been so successful <laughs> over the last few weeks. So, yeah, I think this weekend we could see a couple of potential blowout scores. Um, mm-hmm. I've gone with South Sydney also, but to win by 13 plus uh, over the Warriors. Mm. That's the home game, at, or the home game for the Sun in the Sunshine Coast for the Rabbitohs. Uh, the Canberra yep. Raiders to create an upset over the Penrith Panthers head to head. Cronulla Sharks head to head against the Dragons, the Battle of the Shire, and then just to round it out tomorrow, the North Queensland Cowboys who have one of the best defensive records in the comp. Even though it's an away game, they haven't got great success in Sydney. I'm saying they're going to beat the, the Bulldogs by 13 plus. Really? You're that impressed by them at the moment? Yeah, I am. I, I really think they could win the comp. I mean, I foolishly at the start of the season thought they'd get the wooden spoon, but they've, they've proved me wrong, and I'm glad they've proved me wrong. I'm a big fan of their coach and their staff, and uh, they've proven this year that defensively they're one of the best teams in the competition. So... Yeah, I think uh, this back end of the season, they'll start to, to make a bit of a point. Yeah, awesome stuff there. And I should mention as well, the English Premier League, obviously, off to the start. Uh, are you a fan of the, the, the Premier League? I follow it vicariously through our son, Jack, <laughs> who's a mad Liverpool fan. He'll wake up at all hours to watch uh, Liverpool. So, uh, yeah, I live vicariously through him. So, I've got to say, I, I'm a Liverpool fan just um, just from... <laughs> Yeah, well, good news is, of course, that'll be the first game to kick it off tonight, and we've got some dabblers that have been giving their tips about the season and what they're thinking for their multi. So plenty to check out there on the Dabble app. Uh, also, I should mention as well, if you, you're loving the fact that the Crunch Time team have been on fire, not only have they got that multi that we just ran through stats, they've also got a scorer's multi, which you can uh, check out. All you have to do is download the Dabble app, uh, follow the Crunch Time NRL team, who have literally been on fire. There's no other word to describe it. You can copy those bets with one click. And the man that's going to bounce back, you can follow him too. Stats 13. I'm confident in your statsy boy. Um, So go on, have a dabble. Dabble socially and gamble responsibly. Enjoying Crunch Time Banter? Check out Dabble Banter channels and copy Crunch Time Bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Uh, yes, Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to toe. Uh, big love to Big Sexy. Hope he's going well. Sugar, pass on all the best to him from the SEN family, says Paramat. Yeah, great to have uh, Big Sexy back on the text line. Uh, Sugar, Missile, uh, Adrian and Brooksy. Uh, Brooksy's not here. Uh, race 6, number 8. <laughs> Leo at Ranwick, go you good thing, says uh, Rooster Muzz.
Okay, thank you very much. Do we trust Rooster Mars? Uh, Decent mail? I don't know what his Uber rating is when it comes yeah, to tipping. Okay. We've got to uh, get that going. Coming up very, very shortly, South Sydney taking on the Warriors. Uh, Jimmy Smith ready to call the action. Uh, Anthony Seabold in the house and Spud Carroll. So looking forward to the call with the boys. Then from 5.30, you've got the Queensland Cup. Mackay Cutters versus the uh, CQ Capras. Uh, Central Queensland Capras, Drury Forbes and Ryan Hanson will have the call there. 7pm, the Commonwealth Games. Day 9, Julian King hosting that. And don't forget, crunch time back on again tomorrow. 1pm tomorrow, Jaleesa Apps, James Professor Rochford and Stevie O'Keefe. Uh, uh, 12 o'clock, by the way, we do have the team at... Um, good... It's just alluded to me. Hello, Sport. Hello, Sport. Hello, Sport. Yes. The boys at Hello, Hello Sport. Sport who are doing wonderful things. And you're a big disciple. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Very funny stuff. Don't go to them for, like, rugby league knowledge, but humour, <laughs> yes. spot on. Excellent, excellent. Uh, what's on today, boys? What's happening? Oh, I might get down to Bondi for a bit of a swim and then a nap. What, what, what does a bit of a swim mean for you? Is that Oh, like... just a dip. Just just get jump wet. in and out. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. My missus is the swimmer now. She's swum from uh, Bondi to Bronte around wow. the heads. Yeah, yeah. Has she always been a swimmer? No. All oh, right. She just moved to Bondi and decided she's a swimmer. Right. Have yeah. you have you sort of got into the coaching of of her? Yeah. I've given some technique tips before, uh, but they haven't stuck. No. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Adrian's Is she gone. receptive to Is the? Is she receptive? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, as, as with anything, it probably depends how the feedback's given. Right. <laughs> what are you tipping? Have you got a play today? You like to have a bit of a dabble in the rugby league? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm on I'm on uh, on your boys now, the Sharks, Yeah. Um, at, at the line. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go pick your own like line, it. minus 21 and a half and a real shellacking. Oh, big. So I, I keep saying the bird and hunt relationship on the left-hand side, it's just not on the same page. Ramian, Nakora, you're thinking about those guys. Uh, sorry, Adrian, you were saying? No, no, I'm looking forward to a fairly quiet Saturday night after my uh, festivities. As opposed to last yes, week. Yes. Is there part of you that feels like you have to have a few wines anyway just to celebrate the week milestone? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, I think that's... <laughs> what's yeah. the when, I, when I said, when I said uh, quiet ones, yeah, yeah. The milestone of a big night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never heard that before. Well, it's just, it, it, you know, you, you leave crunch time, you get the same memories of what happened last week. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, so It'll be more subdued, if, When though, you get yeah. to a Saturday, you're probably always at the milestone of one night in your yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> well, but this, it's also the end of my working week. So after I finish this, I'll follow a couple of yards and then I'm done. Oh, for you're done. Oh, days, yeah, so. yeah, that's yeah. nice. That's nice. Maestro, what's happening, brother? Oh, i got a big night, Joel. I have no social life at the moment because no. I'm in here with Jimmy Spud Seebs, yep. which will be great fun for the first NRL game. And then I'm with Julian from 7 to 11 tonight. You Holy catch on moly. Oh. So i got a massive I'm day telling you, he, well. this is the hardest working man at yep. SCN. Yep. And the amount of it's research he does before these com oh. game stints about sports that none of us know anything about. <laughs> no, no, that's right. What, did, you, did you get caught out? What was the, the hardest one? What Did you get like, you know, squash or something that you just knew absolutely oh, nothing about? We, we went we went live across to the uh, triples in lawn bowls mm. and had to commentate it for yeah. like 20 minutes. Did you? Yeah. Wow. And these pommy blokes were dead set. 
50 kilos overweight, big Devon patches on their heads. Beautiful. Just, I don't, I didn't know how to call it. It was bizarre. Was it champagne radio? Like it, we, we should have oh, a little bit of It was basically a... just me slagging off their physique. Oh, <laughs> that's just beautiful. 20 minutes. Gentlemen, we've made it. We've made it. Adrian, you've got the end of the week. The chicken flag is all yours. Uh, well done to Maestro. All the best tonight. And uh, the missile. Congratulations on uh, the gym, the new gym. Tribe 2020-04. Plenty more still to come. The Rugby League on the other side of this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.